Hello and welcome to another episode of the Launch Your Challenge podcast. My name is Joschka Strakajan and I would like to say welcome because today I have a very special guest here on the show. He has not run a challenge yet, but he is an expert on a topic that we all need. Um, he is a world-class presentation coach, a story strategist and author who helps coaches, startups and exec executives use storytelling to better communicate their unique value and improve sales with their audience. He combines timeless storytelling with cutting-edge marketing to ensure you've got the right story to tell while presenting on a sales call or in conversation, both online and offline. Or, in other words, how to use storytelling to attract your ideal audience and inspire them to take massive action. So, without further ado, please welcome Carl Gray. Thank you so much Thank for you. having me. Uh, I just noticed now, you guys, I have a little, like, I was wearing a headband right before, so I have a little <laughs> red line across my head. But that is the magic of video, friends, and I am so excited to be here. It is so freaking cool that we get to have a conversation across an ocean, and uh, and I'm I'm very excited uh, to to talk challenges and how to build storytelling into challenges with you today. Definitely, definitely. And um, you really, you really have a lot to share. Um, so let's dive right in, I would say. Um, so can you please tell us a little bit about who you are so that the readers who may not have heard of you before, God bless them, uh, <laughs> can, can get to know you a little bit? Yeah, well, that the introduction was phenomenal. And so you, you guys have gotten, you've gotten the basics. But, uh, you know, what, what really... Uh, is interesting for me is like um, what I am or who I am. I would say first and foremost, I'm a, I'm a performer. I, for a long time, I thought the only way I was going to be uh, live a happy and fulfilled life was by uh, playing music on the stage. I'm a guitar player, a singer. I wrote a bunch of songs about 10 years ago and I was, I was uh, trying to make my way to the, uh, a performing arts school out in England um, when I was younger because I thought that was my my destiny. And uh, <clears throat> when I put a lot of pressure on myself to, uh, to I, re I remember sitting down with my guitar one evening and just being like, I need to write a hit song right now. <laughs> and yeah. trying to like strum and uh, the string broke and almost like whipped me and hit me in the eye. Um, and I, I had to put that down. And that this left like a hole in my heart and in my life of something that was just like so deeply meaningful to me. And over time, um, I uh, over a few years, I started learning about entrepreneurship. I started learning um, about writing and copywriting and and these kind of things. And I I ended up uh, being very fortunate. My first foray into the entrepreneur world ish was working for a startup called WP Curve where uh, my job was to take over the content marketing and storytelling for uh, the very successful and, and known entrepreneur, his name's Dan Norris, um, <clears throat> in, uh, in, in sharing, sharing this startup story and writing great content for founders and leaders and business owners. And it was difficult at first. Um, but uh, what, I, what I started to learn as I was getting the feel for it is it started to tickle that same part of me that had gone dormant of, uh, of creating great lyrics and great music that would influence and inspire people. 
And as, as time went on, I continued to develop that skill. And I just loved, it was like a new element of performance and it, it came through gratefully. Um, it's become books. It's become tons of podcast content and written content and uh, just tons and tons of content. But it, it wasn't, I wasn't there all the way there yet. And I can remember um, seeing a, a speaker on the stage and talking about how to use speaking as a tool to grow your business. And all of a sudden there was like this, it, it like revealed to me this extra aspect that I had not, um, I had not integrated yet. The, the idea of being on stage and performing and creating an experience uh, for people. And so I started to learn how to apply these things that I were learning in writing to being persuasive, being inspiring, being engaging and vulnerable on stage in a way that's going to connect with your ideal audience and uh, and work with them. And, and since then, I've been able to work with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of different entrepreneurs um, in two-day workshops uh, over, over the course of six months, um, lots of different ways, and helping them tell better stories. And it's really uh it's really been a magical thing to to integrate those things and though i i didn't get to live exactly the rock star lifestyle that i imagined when i was 19 i feel very uh fulfilled and excited to be doing the work i'm doing and seeing the real results that can happen when you're not only like sharing the great results that you've done for your business or reading, you know, reading your resume as if it's your story and really showing how like, how can a human connection, how can a powerful emotional experience, how can teaching that's designed to shift your beliefs really impact uh, how people engage with you on challenges, on podcasts, on summits, on the stage? I love it. I love it. Um, and what I just realized what is so cool is um we we have a kind of similar background um mm. because when i was 19 um i was playing music for a couple of years uh, <laughs> and i went to a, a, a classical pro music school um with a background of of being a a, a metal and punk um, um nice. singer and player and <laughs> i went there and uh we clashed quite a bit it was a classical musical i was trying to become a classical singer And um, after a year, they kicked me out. <laughs> and uh, with that, my dream of, of, of performing um, was, was, or singing and everything like that was gone for a while. And maybe just through your talk, I realized that this may be one of the reasons why I love challenges so much. Because there's the magic yeah. right there. That's storytelling. Yes, yes, it is. It is. Uh, it, <laughs> it's brilliant. Um, I never thought about that, but uh, this is definitely something that that really resonates with me. And um, I think um, I can totally relate why you love to tell stories so much, because it really is it is an art form. And I mean, um, it, it's for a reason that that people say that writing copy is an art and a science at the same time. Um, so, yeah, I really love to have you here. Um, so. We already learned a lot about why you're doing it. Um, and I think the people listening or watching to this um, may think right now, all right, it sounds great, but I have no idea how to start. And I think this is um, actually 
a problem for a lot of entrepreneurs. They hear that they need to use stories, that they need to tell stories. But I mean, to be honest, most people have no idea how to do it. Um, yeah. So, a lot of the time it's like this dark cloud kind of hanging over them. Like, I know I'm supposed to be doing this. Right. It's like flossing. It's like, I know I'm supposed to be <laughs> flossing. I mean, but maybe like flossing, at least you know how to do it, but it's just like, you don't always know how to do things. And and I totally feel you like, like if, if my website has an issue, you know, I'll be, a, I like, it doesn't take that long. I feel competent in it. I can go in there and, and update my website and fix my, my thing. But yeah. I'm not very good at like hammer and nail, you know, <laughs> building kind of things. So if there's something right. in my house, like an electrical socket's kind of weird, or I need to change a light fixture or something, I'll let that hang for a long time, <laughs> just because I don't feel confident in it. Yeah. But the magic is, and, and what I hope we can do today is by just showing you a couple of simple frameworks. Everything I've done in my my books are, are successful because they present simple frameworks and templates. And I'm just going to show you once once people, the big problem that, that a lot of people I, I've worked with from new people who are just starting into business to expert veterans who speak all the time is their their smartness creates blind spots for them mm. and so they can't always express the value in what they're doing or oftentimes they are they are so like immersed in their own world that they don't remember how to describe or to communicate to the experience that their audience is feeling and that's what stories do so so well and and why do we use or how do we use stories once once you understand how when and where to use what stories this it really opens up a lot of opportunities that uh that you 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 didn't see before and makes this a lot simpler and easier and and god forbid fun you know <laughs> awesome awesome um before we dive into that and i'm really looking forward to that um just want to 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 recap what you just said that um a lot of people especially people who are experts in their niche um have a blind spot because they don't realize that other folks who are not as experienced in that same topic um often don't know how to speak the language and um i can totally relate to that because my background is digital marketing so i have worked and paid ads e-commerce stuff like that for the last 10 years and there you use i don't know stuff like cpc cpr cpl whatever it is um all the time and mm. when you talk to entrepreneurs they may understand it but when you talk to your friends your family they have no idea what language that is <laughs> i mean is it is it english <laughs> what, what what type of language is that right mm -hmm. um and so it doesn't matter what expert you are um you should definitely need to check your language and this is something that i also learned um way way back in the in, in the days um, i worked in a call center so people were calling in because they had problems and um then you need to help them fix that and you can't use super complex words for that you need to explain it simple um so how can we do this 
Well, today I've got to, to make this easy and to give you guys some simple, simple things to start telling better stories. And uh, I'm really excited because uh, I, I'd like you to, to help me translate this into the best applications for a challenge. I work with yes. people a lot on keynote presentations for your summit, for your webinar, for speaking on the stage. But like you said before, a lot of this can fit in there. So we're gonna learn about three stories to double your sales on your next presentation today. The first story we're going to learn about is the unforgettable origin story. This is nice. how you introduce yourself. And, and it's very, all of these stories are very widely useful beyond a presentation, but it's just where I love to work with people. Um, the second story we're going to learn is the success projection story. How do we uh, how do we allow our audience to imagine themselves working with us and being successful with us as we are teaching? And then finally, we're going to do an aligned ending story. How do we close out? our presentations, our challenges, our thoughts with an idea and a story that leaves people with the same feeling. Like after you see a good movie and the credits are start to rolling, you're like, well, that was a good experience. And also that leaves us with the right moral and the right message and with the right idea after. So, uh, so yeah, let's, let's dive into the first one. So the first one again is an unforgettable origin story. Now, uh, <clears throat> The, whether you're on a presentation or on a challenge or on social media, the first question your audience is going to face um, is like, is this worth paying attention to? Is this worth listening to? They're not yet open to learning or taking in information like this is the beginning of some intense college lecture. <laughs> like you just can't start fire hosing us with information and expect us to take notes. Nobody's being graded anymore. Um, and so the unforgettable origin story is meant to share who you are and establish your credibility and show us enough about your solution to make us want to stick around. It's more about showing the audience. It's, it's again, like instead of using all these acronyms, CPC kind of things and trying to get people to understand us, the goal is to say, Hey, I understand you. And while there are many frameworks to and formulas to create a great origin story, uh, one of my most simple and effective ways is to just have a three-act play. It's, it's the simplest story that you can tell. And I recommend um, focusing on a specific moment that defines each of these acts for you. So in act one, you're experiencing the problem firsthand maybe secondhand watching a colleague, customer, or a loved one suffering with the problem. This is the same problem that your audience is experiencing. And you wanna share about this moment when you decided you weren't going to live like this anymore. And even though you didn't have it all figured out, you committed to finding a better way. Next, you in act two, you set out on a journey to figure this problem out. This act is essentially your montage that illustrates a long process of the costly and painful mistakes that you went through to figure out the solution to this problem that your audience is experiencing. And in act three, you discover the secret. You use it to solve that nasty problem and pain from act one. And that struggle and pain that you were experiencing has transformed into alignment and empowerment. And that's when you realize that this secret that you discovered can help 
so many more people other than yourself. You can help people with the same problem. And so a three-act play like this teaches a lot about you in a very short time and allows you to establish that human connection with your audience as well as demonstrate your expertise. If you did this properly, you're going to have an engaged and wrapped audience for the rest of your presentation. Nice, nice. And so to transform them into, into challenges, this is your day number one. So the day you start your challenge, this is what you need to talk about first to really um, get the people relate to you and hook them and, and make them actually uh, believe that you are worthy listening to you and that they commit following through with you, right? Um, and so um, three easy steps. Um, I mean, all right, what is the problem you want to fix through the challenge? And then you already know where to start. So when did you have this problem, right? This is the start. Um, or as you said, uh, when, when, you, when you know someone who has this problem and you want to help them, um, and, uh, and you go on the journey, see how can you fix it? You have problem after problem, but somehow in the end on, day, on act number three, you transform, get an alignment and find a solution. Absolutely. Awesome. So one of the secrets here, one of the blind spots that many experts see, a lot of people are like, well, I just don't want to talk about myself. Like I'm just talking about myself. That doesn't sound like anybody, nobody's going to want to hear it and blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah. Here's the blind spot that people have with this. Your story is not about you. It's about your audience. And even when you are talking about your story, the language that we use is the language your audience is using, not your expert CPC acronym language. I wanna hear the language that the person, you know, the day before they sign up for the challenge and they're sitting in bed, staring at the ceiling, saying like, I don't know how I'm gonna figure this out. The, that's the language that we are putting in there. We are using our customer's language and having a deep understanding of what their experience is and crafting our story around that. And do you have um, a tip that you could share how to find out what actually their language is? I think uh, it's just speak to your speak to your customers. What what were you thinking or feeling right before? What were some of the doubts you had before you signed up with me? What was something that surprised you? Um, gathering these from testimonials, going into Facebook groups that are related to your topic and just seeing how people are asking questions and what they're looking for. Forums, there's there's tons of ways that you can you can research this. But I think the best way is just talk to the people that you want to serve find ways to have conversations with them if, you know if you need start a podcast or have some <laughs> lives and and create a framework for them but but the more you can have these conversations and just start to understand what their experience is like the better your stories will be awesome awesome so in the end it comes down to human connection absolutely how can we connect with and to the people we actually want to have as our clients, right? Awesome. And I mean, we as humans, we love stories. Mm -hmm. This goes back to the day, in the days, there was no TV, there was no radio, there was no internet. We were sitting among the around the fire and told stories, right? Storytelling is the first technology that humans developed. 
there is, you know, you said it's an art and a science. I would say it's an art that's continuously validated by science. This was our way to pass on this. The, we, we had stories before we had writing. And the reason that these formulas work is because before we had writing, we needed to be able to communicate ideas and who we were and what was going on with each other. And there were frameworks that just allowed this to make sense and allowed us to remember. That's how stories, you know, that you can think of religions evolved like this. Ancient stories and myths and legends that everybody knows evolved because they, they stick with us and they have a message and an importance to them that we can use and apply. And so this is the, the first technology. And you, you like, just because it's old does not mean it's outdated. Like this is in, this is as deeply ingrained into our system as as anything else definitely definitely and i mean just see how those old um thoughts are now in our world i mean have a look at the bible the bible doesn't say you need to do this or that it tells stories jesus and just told stories make yeah. up their minds about that and and craft their own ideas around that or the greek mythology or anything like that Those are all stories, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So we learned how to create a good origin story. And uh, we got our, our people in the challenge hooked. And now we need to teach them. How can we do this? Oh, Lord. This is, <laughs> this is where things can get weird sometimes, friends. Teaching is, is such a, an interesting place. Um, when you teach, you want to... <clears throat> Like, what's the goal of teaching? A lot of people think like, I have so many amazing things to say. I've got a story that's not, or like something to teach that's 97% good, that's 96% good, one's 92% good, and this one's 94.386% good. And so they're like, these are all so good. I've got to cram them all in. I have 10 minutes. How many stories can I cram into these 10 minutes? And people like feel that and experience that. I see this. And this is like, this is something that happens across the board of experience. Even the most experienced speakers, I see this. They're like, I've got so many good things to say. I'm going to talk really fast during this webinar. So you better get ready. You better have your pen right now because you're about to miss some really good information. And people are like, holy shit. <laughs> like they're like freaking out. And then you just blast them with info, 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 info. And, and a couple of things can happen from this. One, I'm like, this is too much. Um, mm -hmm. This seems way hard or I don't want to do this or like I'm tuning out. Or worse, they could say, well, I have learned a lot today and I think I can go and do this on my own now. Thanks. I'll All see right. you later. And this is a disservice to them, friends. If you're not selling them something, if you're not offering your services, if you're not bringing people closer to you and you're letting them go do stuff on their own, what's going to happen? They're not going to do it or they're not going to do it as well as it could happen if they were working with you. So by teaching too much, you are harming people. I want you to think like that. So what do we do instead? What do we teach? What do we teach them? We've got to cut these things away. What, what's left? Yeah. We want to teach to change the beliefs about what's possible 
for our audience. We want them to be able to start seeing themselves in a new reality, in a new world. We want to understand the big objections that they have coming into this and speak to those and stories so that we can we can teach around those and allow people to to eliminate those objections before they arise in their minds. And this is where the success projection story comes into. It allows us to start to think about like these beliefs and, and what to teach. And then the, the added advantage of, of success projection stories is you talk about working with your clients in a way that gets people walking in your client's shoes and imagining what it's gonna be like to be successful with you. So a success projection story is a very simple, simple framework. And uh, uh, <clears throat> it's uh, it's blah. Um, it it says like you you take one of your teaching points, and then you wrap a client story around it. And I'll I'll give a couple of examples of of people I've worked with to to just show you what this looks like, and then we can break it down and see what's really going on here. One of these guys I've worked with, his name's Dr. Greg Eckel. He's a he's a naturopathic clinician out in Portland, Oregon. And uh, working with me and creating a presentation, and uh, uh, he's been running lots of digital summits. And uh, he's made over a million dollars in the last year, going from uh, like, I have no idea what's going on, technical yeah. clinician guy, to running amazing summits and telling great stories. And so what, what made something like this so successful? He works with people with neurodegenerative disease. He's the leading naturopath in neurodegenerative disease in the United States. And um, he works particularly with Parkinson's. And so here's an example of like, what, how do we know what our audience's experience is like? Well, most, most people that go to Greg, they've been seeing a doctor uh, in, in, before. And if they have Parkinson's, usually their experience with the doctor, they come into the office and they say, the doctor says, you know, they barely look at their chart. They don't ask him any questions. And they say, well, it looks like you're getting worse, Bob. So, you know, why don't you uh, up your dose of medication and come back and see me again in six months so I can tell you you're getting worse. <laughs> Great. Like, how, how excited that. is Let's that? Do yeah. It. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm feeling like there's a lot of options for me right now. Okay, so if if that's the kind of person you want to talk to, and that's the kind of person you're on your summit, you know, and these are these are attending people are attending a free summit, and you're trying to convince them to come out to Portland, Oregon, to to work with you, um, <clears throat> like we've got to overcome this objection, and so. Here's what we, the story we crafted for Greg to, to work on this. And he says, one of my clients, Bill, and we changed his name for privacy, came into my clinic after being told he was getting worse by each doc, every doctor visit. But with a few tests, we found that it was heavy metal toxicity that was behind most of his symptoms, not Parkinson's which meant he was treating the wrong problem. And here's what we did. Bill left my clinic. And of course, like there's teaching in here. Here's what we did. And then you talk and you teach. And I'm going to, I'm going to spare you the, the clinician speak for this one. Cause that's, it's not necessary for this talk but anyway. And then we give him a result. Bill left my clinic feeling much more empowered and in control of his health. 
and had many new options for treatment. So what's happened here in this story? One, we talked about the biggest objection that their audience has, and we've wiped it off the table. You can't tell me, you can't tell me that one anymore. You can't say, right. hey, my doctor said it's all good, but everything's getting worse. So they don't, they're, they're not equipped with that anymore. So they can't say that once later on in the presentation when you're like, hey, uh, I've got a way you can fly out and hang out with me in Portland. Um, the next thing is that you've told them, I have clients. They come from all over the country. And clients who feel like they have no options, they come to me and they discover they have a ton of options. And so as I'm hearing this story, if I have these things, I'm like, I'm imagining myself visiting Greg and his clinic and realizing that there's more options. And I'm imagining what my life will be like if finally somebody understands me and somebody has a solution for me. And That's so awesome. they're, they're starting to rehearse working with you. You haven't mentioned, I mean, you've mentioned that you have clients. But, uh, you know, if 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 Greg talk, took this bill story and put it near the end of his presentation when he's like, hey, if you guys want to come fly out and see me, you know, this guy, Bill, he thought he didn't have any options. And then he did. People are like, oh, yeah, well, you know, that sounds yeah. made up to me. But when we're doing it while we're teaching, they're like, OK, taking notes. Bill. <laughs> Oh, clinic in Portland. Oh, I wonder if I could visit the clinic. I wonder how long it would take. I wonder what flight prices are like right now. I wonder if there's a place I could stay that would be close to the clinic. I wonder what kind of treatments he has. Uh, you know, this, and so all of a sudden they're like thinking of these things. That's the magic that you want to create. So by the time we get to the, your offer, uh, whether it's in, you know, day five of your five day challenge or at the end of your presentation, They've spent the last 40 minutes thinking about how cool it is going to be working with you. If I just drop it on them, I say, hey, you want to come out and hang out in my clinic, $20,000? They're like, what? You just told <laughs> me about this. This is a big choice I need to make. Like, I can't make this decision right. There's five minutes left in the webinar. Now I have to think about this. This is hard. Yeah. There's the magic right there. Wow. Wow. This is so powerful. And I think this is actually um, very, very crucial because really most people just try to teach because this is what they're used to i mean when they have when they were in school they were teached there was a teacher in front and he presented her stuff and you, all facts no stories you took it in or not and take it to leave it then you you're off when you're learning a job it's the same nobody's telling you any stories If you're lucky, they tell you a story about a colleague who, <laughs> I don't know, had something going on. But but otherwise, um, you can never learn about that thing, right? Um, but right now, when you're listening to this, when you're watching this, see for yourself, how can you structure your teaching that you wrap it in stories that kill the objections that people have buying your products before you even make the sale. Here's, here's, here's pro tip, guys. It's already happened to you. If you haven't noticed it, <laughs> me talking about working with Greg, that happened. I did it to you. I'm going to give it away because we're on this. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll be a little bit of the magician and like show you the tricks that I've just been playing. 
But look, it's been happening with this. You know that I work with clients and I help them present, create amazing presentations that overcome objections and make them a million dollars in a year. Right. It's happening. Nice. <laughs> All right. So you've got the, the listeners hooked and you, when you're running your challenge, you've got your participants hooked and now you're going for the close. What story can you tell there? Great question. So this is where we do our aligned ending story. Now, it's a little bit outside of the scope of, of our conversation today, but there is a lot to putting in a great offer and a great call to action. And, you know, there's there's some of this stuff. It's not just like, you know, having your stacked offers where you're like, it's $7,000, but let's cross that out. No, it's only five. No, it's just two. And I'm going to throw in all these bonuses. And that there's there's just art and science to that. And mm -hmm. we're just going to acknowledge that it's there. And I work with people to craft these kind of things. But today, let's let's talk about the stories. Yeah. So the aligned ending story. So this happens after you've made your good call to action. This is my program. It costs this much. Here's how you can sign up and uh, sign up now. And I'm going to leave you with this. And you start your aligned ending story. Now, every story, stories exist because they have morals. The moral of the story is that thing that sticks with you. It's a feeling and an idea. And we want to leave them with the right moral to their story. Right. So what are some morals that we, we probably want to leave people with? There's a couple simple, simple ones that, that work for almost everybody giving a presentation. One, you want to hire an expert. I'll give you an example of a hire an expert story. Two, You gotta, you gotta change the status quo. And three, um, there's, there's for the marketers. I really like the hidden gem, uh, mm -hmm. the hidden gem stories. Or uh, yeah. So let's do a uh, and and so when you when you tell a story like this, it's it's a normal story from your life. If you're a health expert, can't talk about health. If you're a business expert, can't talk about business. If you're a musician, can't talk about music. Whatever it is that you've been teaching us about, get it out. This is a normal, everyday story. And uh, that's this is the magic about these things. A lot of people also, one of the blind spots are like myths that people have is like, well, I don't have any like stories where I'm jumping out of a burning building to save a baby, you know, kind of thing. So like, nobody's going to want to hear from me. These are stories that are so simple and mundane that you would never ever in your life until you're hearing this right now, imagine that they could be worth millions of dollars to you. Here's what these stories. So you tell a story about a moment in your life that, that, and you start, um, <clears throat> You, you go to this, you come to this conclusion of, oh, I should have hired an expert. I need to change how I, I do things. And then as you reach the moral of your story, it strikes you. Oh my gosh, you guys should hire an expert too. Like that's, and, yeah. and so, yeah. So let me give you an example. It's, it's, these are, these are experiential and you'll, you'll see what I'm talking about. So This is a story uh, from a financial planner that I worked with, and we'll call him Bob. And this is one of my favorites of all time, hire an expert stories. Uh, this blew my mind that I, I got to work on this with him. My, so I'm at home and my wife calls me into the kitchen and she says, Bob, the dishwasher is broken. You need to call a repairman 
to go and fix it. And I look at my wife and I'm like, wow, I think to myself, I'm a really smart man. I know what I'm doing. I'm a financial planner. And you know what I'm going to do as a financial planner? I'm going to save us some money by doing this myself. And with that money, I'm going to take us out to a nice dinner. I'm going to be the hero. This is going to be great. I've got YouTube. Open up my computer. Pull up YouTube, how to fix dishwasher. (laughs) Open up my dishwasher. And I'm seeing the pieces and I'm moving things around. And I see this piece right here. And it's just not quite coming. And then snap. Now the dishwasher is really broken. And I look over to my wife and she's just shaking her head. She hands me the phone. I call the repairman up. Repairman comes over, goes into the machine, sees my broken part, replaces it, closes it up, says, Bob, you're good to go. Machine's all fixed. And I say, wait, the machine was broken before I broke it. Did you fix that? And he looks at me and he says, Bob, you were just putting too much soap into the dishwasher. (laughs) You know, there comes a time in our lives where we want to save a little bit of money by not bringing in an expert. But a lot of the time that ends up causing a lot more pain and headaches than you ever want. You know, in my life, I only tried to fix a dishwasher once and I learned my lesson. You know, in your life, are, are, and, and so I hired an expert who fixes dishwashers every day. And you know, in your life, you're probably only going to try and plan your retirement once. I help people plan their retirements every day. And if fixing a dishwasher is something worth hiring an expert in, how much more is planning your finances and your retirement for the rest of your life? So I hope you hire an expert today. Exactly. Boom. Then you go, okay, I'm off. I'm leaving. Everybody's tingling. You say, okay, go to the back of the room, sign up. Woo. People are ready. Yes. Wow. Wow. So this is really, really powerful. Um, And I'm completely honest. I haven't thought about using that kind of story myself as well. So this is, uh, I I learned something uh, right now and, uh, just it's for this damn alone, uh, this whole interview was worth listening for. I am so honored. Thank you very much. It's it's awesome. fun. It's really fun. And it's like the exciting thing is these dumb little moments in your life could be some of the most valuable ever. Like how grateful is Bob for his broken dishwasher now, right? That was <laughs> amazing. You love oh, it. Yes. Uh huh. And so uh, I'll I'll share one more with you. This one's this one's from from uh, my own my own work. Um, <clears throat> so uh, this is one I use when I work with health experts. Uh, I've I've gone on a a journey to I've I've lost and found my my health and and all of the things that come with that uh, over the last five years. And so I've I've been inspired to work a lot with health experts. And so. Uh, This story goes like, you know, since my own health transformation, I've been able to return to the deserts of Southern Utah. I love hiking. I love rock climbing and experiencing the adventure of all of those things. And uh, recently I went down to a park called Zion's National Park in Southern Utah. This is an amazing, 
amazing canyon with multicolored rocks, incredible panoramas, and just beautiful, beautiful things. The problem with this park is that uh, to to experience it, you've got to ride these shuttle buses up and down the park to, and they'll they'll take you to these bus stops. And the shuttles are very hot. There's crying babies in them all the time. Not a fun thing. But you can also bring your bike and you can ride it into the park. And so I decided to bring my bike and I had a totally different experience there. I got to ride past deer. I got to dip my feet in the river at the bottom of the canyon. And I kept riding deeper and deeper past between the, some of these shuttle stops where, where very few people get to go. And I see this little canyon and I head up this canyon and it just reveals this gorgeous what waterfall oasis in the desert. There's sparkling water, lush ferns, and green trees that shade me from the hot desert sun. And you know, of all of the places in this park that people travel from across the world to see, this is one of the most beautiful to me. And I look back down the canyon towards the road, and I see people passing by in shuttles one by one, Nobody inside realizing that they're missing out on this hidden gem. You know, a lot of you out there are also hidden gems. And you could make such an impact if they knew that you were out there. I help people share their story so that they know that you're out there. And I think it's time to let the world know that you're out there. Thank you. What? <laughs> Very this simple. Really, yeah. really good. And and um, what you may have not realized, or what you really, I want every one of you listening and watching to this, rewind and hear or listen to this again um, and see how Kyle um, tells his story. He doesn't tell you, Well, I took my bike, rode in, found a nice place, and this is the story. Um, but the description that you really have a picture in your mind, he paints a picture in your mind so that you see yourself in his in his shoes riding through the rocks and fi finding that hidden gem yourself. Mm -hmm. um, this is really, really powerful. Um, and so I really can recommend every one of us re-listen, re-watch this again and see how the story is told. And it's really, really powerful. Um, and here's the, I here's think the a lot of gem. people are thinking, wow, I'm that hidden gem right now. And I want my story out. I, 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 yeah, I think it's true. I feel that way myself. And yeah, I, I hope that this, that what we've done, the work we've done today allows you to see, oh, these are how I can use my stories. And what I really hope is like, oh, wow, even my simple everyday life stories can be hugely valuable to me and my audience. And here's, I'll, I'll leave you guys with one at the risk of overteaching, which I've already talked about how dangerous this is. I'm going to give you guys one more pro tip for your aligned ending stories. It's called parallel language. So when you are telling your story, you know, you could say something like, you know, in that, that day at Zion's Canyon was the best day ever for me. And so you say that in your story and then you bring that same language over when you're, when you tell us 
when you give us your call to action again or when you when you give us the moral so you could say like wow i had the best day ever in the park that day and then you know if you join me you could have the best day ever and so you start to craft and this is this is where i really i work with people and we get into the into deep deep like thinking about exactly what word is important you mentioned like describing the details and i think having good visuals that we can experience and feel and be in the moment with you is important and you immerse us and then you're giving us this parallel language best day ever and then we're in it and we're like, oh, this feels so good. This is cool. And then all of a sudden you tell us the moral and you're like, you could have the best day ever too. And we're seeing it and feeling it. And it's so real right now. And this is the emotion. Like you can, you can logicalize us and tell us like how much we're going to save and how, how many days there's left before this promotion runs out. And <laughs> you've got to do this in 24 hours if you want this bonus and all that stuff's great. But you got to balance it out with this feeling and experience. We're emotional people, all of us, even even in Germany. Everybody's, <laughs> yeah, everybody's, everybody's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so we make decisions based on our emotions. And so you want to give us this great emotional experience to to leave us with, so that we can we can make the right decision, which is to work with you. Awesome, awesome. Um, and uh, I think those are great words to leave all of us with. Um, but one thing, um, or actually two things left that I want to ask you. Um, the second thing, and we come to that in a minute, is where people can find us. But before we come to that, um, I want to ask you um, if you could share one thing, message, thought, idea, product, whatever it is with the world. What would it be? Well, if it's a message, um, you know, I would say like your story matters and, and you're writing it, whether you're doing it intentionally or not. And the amazing things about these stories and, and really what I'm so grateful and, and, and find the beauty in this work is, is again, it's like, I've, I work with people in, in multiple ways and we've been talking about how, how I do it on the stage and in a tactical, practical kind of thing. But I also work with people on their inner stories, these ones that are being roadblocks in their heart. And the real magic is like the stories that are, that are the roadblocks, the lies that you tell yourself and the, the traumas and injuries that we have. The exciting thing to me is like, these are often the stories that are the ones that are the most connecting, that bring us closer to our audience, that create huge success. And I would just love to share with you, listener out there, that you just might have a story within you that's going that right now is a roadblock, that right now is hurting you, that's right now is holding you back. And with a little bit of work, we could turn that into a story that becomes one of the greatest tools in your business arsenal. Yeah. And I think every one of us has those obstacles and traumas and, and, and everything in our oh, path. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's in the nature of becoming an entrepreneur. You can't become an entrepreneur and don't experience stuff. You've like gotta, that. you've gotta, you've gotta take <laughs> some beatings to make it, to make it through the entrepreneurial world. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, if someone 
has listened to this, has watched this, and they are so hooked and they want to find out more about you, how can they connect with you, get more from you, um, share us where you are in the world? Absolutely. So one of the best things that I'd recommend, an excellent, excellent resource that I have is the five brutally honest storytelling mistakes that kill your presentations and sales. It's a very simple uh, five-point checklist on a PDF uh, that you can download at thestoryengine.co slash honest. And again, it's just got my my top five things that I've seen working with with new new speakers, experienced speakers, brilliant minds of all of all stripes. And uh, if you want to check out some of these common storytelling mistakes and what to do about them, it's a great place to start and continue to deepen your knowledge. And you can learn a little bit more about how you could work with me uh, in the future if you're interested. If you want some great free content, I've got tons of free content at thestoryengine.co articles. I've got a podcast where I've been creating lots of solo episodes. I get to interview brilliant people uh, just like you, Joshka. And uh, and yeah, so check that out. I've got, if you just want to spend a little bit of money, I've got a couple of books right here. But, uh, but yeah, there's plenty of options for you. And uh, I would love to connect and engage with you. So Thank you so much for everybody who's been who's taking the time to listen to this because really like attention is the most valuable commodity out there and I'm honored that uh, you we got to share this time together so thank you awesome awesome um, for everyone I will put everything um, Kyle has just mentioned in the description of the podcast and the video so with an easy click you can find everything he has talked about right now. Um, from the ebook to his actual books, to his podcast and, and the website, everything. Uh, it's in the description for you. And so let's, uh, I, I think the last thing I can say is uh, thank you, Carl, for being here. Uh, it was a great experience. Uh, lots of, uh, of um, great, great stories and um, great value that you, you shared with us here. And for the people who has uh, who are listening, who are watching, I want to say thank you as well. Um, and be sure to tune in next time on the Launch Your Challenge podcast. This was the Launch Your Challenge podcast, and I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. If this inspired you to finally launch or grow your business through challenges, then don't hesitate and reach out to me at createyourchallenge.com. I would love to help you. I would love to serve you. And I do have a program that is designed for coaches who want to add another 10K to their existing business or maybe finally crush that 10K a month mark with challenges in 90 days or less. Then... Go to createyourchallenge.com and book a free strategy call so that we can see if you're a good fit for the program.